Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ladies, doom, doom, gentlemen, doom, doom. welcome back to the show. Yeah, y'all. To those of you who have never been here before, you're very welcome to Hello, Steve-O podcast. Now, you might be from Newbridge, you might be from Dunleary, because that's where we were gigging last weekend, and you're very welcome along, and delighted to have you along for the ride. You guys were great fun in Newbridge and Dunleary last week for Des Bishop's show. We had great fun, um, so thank you so much to everybody who came out for that show what a week i mean you're doing good guys we're we're in the middle of winter to be honest with you only one month left and the days will start to get longer again so we're nearly there we are nearly there i know it's tough i know it's tough on some of you it's tough on bloody me let me tell you i'm definitely lacking a bit of vitamin d and that's not helping the old head situation but hey it's only weather it's only rain and it's only cold but we can get by in the end. And tell you what, actually, I'm lucky. I know I've said it before. I'm very lucky in my house to have a fire. And I light a fire. I think it was last week. I literally sat in front of the fire for the whole afternoon. I didn't watch TV. I didn't read a paper. I wasn't flicking on my phone. I wasn't on my laptop. I sat in front of the fire and let the world go by around me, which is basically the girls in my house running mayhem. But I just enjoyed sitting in front of the fire and that was good for my head. So fine, maybe it's just about finding simple, something simple for yourself to keep you happy going through the winter. Because we're mad. We are absolutely mad. Running around out there trying to do all the work that we're trying to do. When there's bears that they just hibernate. There's animals out there that just go, fuck this. I'm not going out there running around looking for honey. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep and you can fucking wake me up now. And there's a bit of sun and there's a bit of happiness out there. And you know what? They're right. Fair play to you bears. Do polar bears do it as well? I don't know. I'm talking out of my hole, to be honest with you. But um, I, sp- I suppose because I'm in the cork accent now, I will say that I am going to be uh, in the first weekend of December down the city limits, down in Cork there now, on the Friday and the Saturday night. In I think it's the 6th and the 7th. So I'm delighted to go down to, uh, to City Limits Comedy Club. I'll be going down to Wanky Donkey as well. Um, I think the week after that, maybe. So I'm down in Cork for a couple of shows and looking forward to it um, over the Christmas period. Uh, Cork, City Limits, uh, something else. Belfast, is it Belfast coming up? I can't remember. Anyway, today's show is going to be fantastic. It is fantastic because Jenna's back. 
And I'm so sorry to all the big fans of Jen out there who are going, where the fuck is Jen? We're sick about hearing about Stephen and his comedy friends. Jen is back. Don't you worry about it. She's back to save the day. Hadn't seen her in too long. Way too fucking long. But what a special episode this is. Because by default, it is a Christmas extravaganza. Now, I know there's people out there who will feel very similar to what I feel about Christmas sometimes. I'm like, ah, fuck Christmas, you know? Bit of a Scrooge in all of us. But look it, Jenna's gone out, she's made the effort, and she said, fuck it, let's just do a Christmas episode. This is completely surprise. It's completely um, unplanned. She did not tell me that this was going to happen. I turn up to her place, and, well, the rest is history, as they say. You'll hear that in the podcast. She made a lovely surprise. We cover all sorts of stuff in this show. We talk about the Christmas stuff and all the things around Christmas, which is pretty much food. Then we talk about the Irishman. Oh, Marty Scorsese knocks another one out of the park with another beautiful film. So Jenna being the amazing film buff that she is, we have a chat about the Irishman and the amazing the standout performance of that show. Who was that by? Ah, oh. <laughs> you got to go see it, guys. Wait to hear what Jenna has to say about it as well. And then we end up getting a little bit deep, but not in a bad way, because I get a bit honest about stuff, and um, Jenna does too. Turns out Jenna knows a lot about looking after yourself, or she's been through therapy a few times, and I've been once a long time ago, and probably too long ago. I probably should have updated. I should have updated myself like an iPhone. I need to get some new software in here, Stephen. You're a dad now. You've got responsibilities. you gotta, you got to take a look at your... At your your computing system in there, and how can you how can you update that shit, Stephen? You got to be able to do some things better. How do you show people love, Stephen? It's not good enough just to say I bought the chips. Isn't that enough? Do you not love me now? That's showing you love. I bought your chips, honey. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of in my brain world at the moment, and therapy and looking at myself because um, I don't know. It's interesting. I think maybe I've had some conversations recently and some things have gone undealt with, I suppose. <clears throat> and I think there's there's a lot to be said for, you know, well, that's in the past. There's nothing I can do about it now. Yeah, I get that. But the problem that I'm experiencing is that I can see that there's programming in me that means I act out in certain ways in my daily life because of things that happened when I was younger, the way that I was programmed, as they say. And I'm using a lot of computer analogies here, but it's true. You know what I'm talking about. We all go through that shit. So at the end of this episode, <clears throat> I think the last third of this episode, turns out Jen is quite experienced in the field, and uh, we end up having some conversations about that. We have some honesty, and it's good. If I was to recommend, I know I do some Netflix recommendations and stuff like that. If I was to recommend you guys this winter having a look at something is to look at a woman called Brene Brown. Now, some of you will have heard of her before. Some of you might be way ahead of me and know that this amazing person is talking about such things as vulnerability and shame and how we should deal with it and converse about it and be aware of it and understand how it, you know, affects the way that we do things in our daily lives. Well, Brene Brown, B-R-E-N-E, Brown. Just YouTube. I think she might have a Netflix chat as well or something like that or a Netflix show or something. But it's fascinating to to watch, to listen, 
because we, we're all struggling with it on some level. But she says some beautiful things about how if you do deal with shame and you do get honest with yourself and you do get some get into some vulnerability, how amazing that can be. And like Jenna says at the end of this episode, it's all about ultimately kind of looking after your inner child. And I know I'm saying that in a sarcastic tone, but I don't mean it sarcastic. I think that's because I'm a comedian and at any time I have to be vulnerable, I have to try and make it funny because I can't deal with saying the truth of the situation. Oh my God, John Spillane said that on two episodes ago. Ah. This podcast just circles. It's the circles of life. This is genius. This podcast with Jenna covers such things as Christmas, rum balls, the Irishman, therapy, and reaching out. We're covering all the bases, really. We have a good laugh, as per usual. Oh, yeah. Some of you will have noticed that on Instagram, I have joined TikTok. Yep. I'm, 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 I'm kind of a bit scared to say but I'm actually really enjoying TikTok so you can now follow me on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter under the same handle at Hello Steve-O for all my upcoming gigs for any lols if you're having a bad day just you can reach out and say Steve-O I need a laugh do a stupid video make a show of yourself for the rest of us here and you know if that's not doing it for you, well, you've got the Hello Steve-O podcast. We are here for you, ladies and gentlemen. If you have any questions about some of the subject matter that we talk about towards the end of this episode, reach out, send me a message on Instagram, at Hello Steve-O. Jenna will be more than delighted to tackle some of your questions on, on the subject matter that we're talking about because she's smart. She's got a few years of experience on me. She is smart. She knows what she's talking about. This is a fantastic episode. It is great to be back with the wonderful Jenna Logan. You won't get her on any of the social media stuff because she don't do that shit. But what she do do is great podcasts and great Christmas extravaganzas. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jenna Logan. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. This is literally... Already the best episode of the podcast we've ever done. Jenna's back. I'm here. And why is it so great? Because it's... Because the, you're great, Jenna. Because no, you are no, great. No, Stephen, because <laughs> it's the Christmas extravaganza. Welcome to the Christmas extravaganza yes. episode, ladies and gentlemen. That has been decided. Literally, I've turned up to Jenna's apartment and she's decided... It's fucking Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. And here we are, July 7th, and I've decided <laughs> it's Christmas. No, no. November 25th is the most coziest Christmassy apartment going. There we go. Living room. It's beautiful. It's gen- you've done it. You've, you've outgenered yourself. It's I fantastic. truly have, if you've I may say so myself. <laughs> we've got peat briquettes on the fire, yep. and they are gorgeous. He has a lovely glow to the room. Oh, it's yes. uh, what have we got? That, is that a wreath? We've got, so we've got music in the background because we are picking that up, but we're, we're leaving it on, aren't we? Are we? I mean, you tell me. You, you direct the show. You're the I director think, producer. I, th- <laughs> I think we need to turn it up. Oh, do we? <laughs> yeah. To 11. Yeah. That do you was, hear that? Do you hear that, guys? Do you hear what? Yeah, they can hear. Sorry. Um, I, yeah, I just realized. Jenna's not wearing earphones. So she's like, yeah, I can hear. But I'm only hearing what exactly we're recording. <laughs> so like, it's very faint in the oh, background. Oh, it's faint. Well, that's fine. Yes, just a little beautiful. faint. Tinkle of Charlie Brown Christmas music. A tinkle of Charlie Brown in the background. We've mm. got a wreath that's made. Is that, that dried that's oranges dried, and stuff? Dried fruits. Amazing. There we go. Beautiful. Where did yeah. that one? I'm talking like I made it. It is yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah, that was bought at an actual Christmas market. In? Uh, here in Dublin. Okay, the, You nice. know, the RDS 
Christmas oh, craft Oh, I did not thing. think. No, they do one. Oh, it's wow. huge, Stephen. Mm. Let me tell you, local listeners, if you haven't been to the RDS Christmas craft and gift show, holy Jesus, get the hell out there. I'm going. Okay, yeah, I was going to say food hall. You guys go. All the listeners go. Jenna's going to go. But I'm going to say that I'm not. I'm going to keep it on the DL from my household in case I do have to go because that's going to be a long day. That's where my oh, head's. Oh yeah, no, it will be a long day. You <laughs> with and my the, two girls, the little one. Oh yeah. Jesus! Well, I'll never get out of there. It's a pack. It's a. It's a. A packed house it's i'll a, tell you oh wow yeah. yeah okay it's too much we went to see i mean we've got so much to cover all but i mean we, we went to see frozen 2 the other day and that was actually it went well it was good it was not not nothing too extraneous it was it wasn't frozen one no it no. wasn't frozen one but i say that uh, like i didn't see frozen. the no I'm saying, I there you go. i haven't yeah i don't know i was impressed like, i don't like a musical to be honest with you but i was like this is good this is good okay all right yeah yeah, yeah. That's I, good news. I, I enjoyed it i think I, maybe i do like a musical it's well disney you can't go wrong with disney can you yeah you can Real. I'm sorry. I don't I, mean. Uh, I don't sorry. mean the individual. <laughs> I know. I'm like. I think he was I a little bit of a Nazi sympathizer, if Andy I remember somebody. correctly. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, no. I. I'm not really au fait with the current Disney films. Right. Yeah. No. Me neither. Yeah. But I. Um, but Frozen is a big one, and uh, you know they've got that famous song. Let it go. Let it go. Do you not know that? Have heard it? Okay. I. I only know your version right. now. That's <laughs> the only one. It's quite famous, and then Paul Marsh. I'm not, I have to say his name because I, I, I don't want to be seen to be robbing his material, but uh, he's a very, really strong one-liner comedian. Okay. So his Facebook statuses can be quite the titter from time to time. He put up <laughs> he put up on his on his Facebook status the other day that the wife went with the son to see Frozen Two, and the wife was disgusted. She said it's nowhere as good as Frozen One. Oh. To which he replied, "Okay, love, let it go." <laughs> brilliant there you go and how brilliant old is Paul. their son like 27 yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't know um but yes but I, so anyway yeah frozen is kind of a christmasy vibe ish because yeah, sure. there's lots the of snow snow the yeah snow. winter it's wonderland cold. and all that uh you big christmas person do you like christmas i'm 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 bracing i think we talked about this before i'm certainly embracing it because of i mean like look at the you've i mean jenna's embraced it let's let's paint the picture here <laughs> we've got the tea in front of us we've got the peeper gets on the fire we've got the beautiful wreath over a gorgeous mirror the mantelpiece is all lovely christmas cards and oops excuse me um I want to say 80s pop kind of stuff. Well, no, well. <laughs> this is actually this series of postcards right here. There's about seven or eight of them there. My friends in New York, Jer Jeremy and Chadwick, every single year they're um, together and they do a different... Oh, that's all your friends? Those, they're, they're the same guys? It's okay, the same right. guys. Wow. And like one year they did a Thelma and Louise thing and then they did Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. That is so funny. And is that Wayne's World or one of them? No. No, man. that's um, <laughs> Dynasty. Oh, right. They did Dynasty and <laughs> Drag. There's Babs and... Um, I think it's Judy Garland or Liza Minnelli. It's that Liza so Minnelli funny. and Babs, yeah. That's so so that's a Christmas card every year. Yeah, they have a new one. So I'm on the edge of my seat to that see what Jeremy and Chadwick will come up with this shout year. Shout out Jeremy and Chadwick. Oh, you guys are good fun. That's a great idea. Yeah, so, so we have that. And then on the back bookshelf behind Jenna, we've mm. got a Santa hat. We've got a Santa card. We've got two, like a pair of teddy bears that yeah, are very those were Those were the boyfriends whose name we shall not mention. Those, oh, those were given to him oh, by the current one. Sorry, yeah, the current. Well, yeah, the current one. Say, yeah. I'm like, we said the boyfriends for some reason. My the boyfriends. Head, I was oh, like, yeah. if you're collecting, you know of me and how I am, Stephen. <laughs> Tis the season. You know what I'm saying? Tis the season uh, to be jolly. Yeah. No, the boyfriend. He was given those by Devilera. 
What? Yeah. Eamon? Yeah. Oh, my God. De Valera gave him those uh, when he was a child because his... Um, anyway, family connections. We'll just leave it at that. Oh, my goodness. And, That's uh, amazing. So, like, yeah. Eamon De Valera, to everybody who doesn't know, was part of one of the major heads of the revolutionaries that fought for an independent Ireland, and he became uh, the president of Ireland. Yeah, there you go. And then he was, he was lucky enough to have himself played in the TV show called Rebellion by Stephen Mullen. I mean, he was just such a lucky Shut guy. up. Did you play Dev? Yeah. Oh <laughs> Do you not know? I thought I, 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 thought I told you that before. I'm sure you did. I forget most of what you tell me, Stephen. Yeah. I'll be well, honest. Basically Keeps it fresh. Because they don't even know who his actual father was, but rumor was, especially with the name De Valera, that his father was Cuban. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they wanted anyone half Latino looking. So, so that's you got, got it the, based on looks. I got the part, yeah, yeah, based on uh, a positive description. <laughs> Nation, basically. Excellent. Well, there you um, go. So there you go. Yeah. So that's that. Well, that's a crazy story about those two teddy bears. I know. Bears. And there's, hey, there's a matching. Um, there's because that's like a, a fox in hunting clothes yes. with his cub or whatever. Yeah. And there's a female version that was given to um, the boyfriend's sister. <laughs> yeah. well, I had to catch the myself B, yeah, there. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So there's there's another pair of them. But yeah, I just thought a little tableau up there on the big old bookcase. It's gorgeous. And uh, we have some pictures over there. There's me with the cinnamon bear. If anybody's listening in Portland, and you remember back in the day, Where? Myron Frank Department Store. Okay. Uh, oh, yes, I see. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's kind of, it's vaguely racist looking. Like, it's kind of like, it's a bit... Like it's a big bear. <laughs> I know it's a big bear with like weird Sambo lips from the seventies. Yes, yeah, yes, when you could is. get away with that stuff. Yeah. Um, now, now that the guy doesn't exist, cinnamon bear. No, I don't think he does. How old are you in that photo? I think I'm about four. No, no, no. It must be older because I was. Yeah, I'm. Oh my like, god, I can't five, see from here, but we're gonna six, have to get it up. Like I have to check. It yeah, up. here. Oh, yeah, you bring it Can over. Yeah, that's that's good. Absolutely. Yeah, there we go. This is very cute. That's four me. year old gem. Oh my god. There we go. You're so cute. You I know. Dimples. I know. It's it's just, and then it just like kept getting better as I oh aged. Oh my god! What so, a cutie. There we go. And that yeah, that suit is a bit scary. If but anyway, yeah. I know. I've lips. got a little jumper on that. You're like, what is that she's wearing? <laughs> so what was the cinnamon bear famous for? What cinnamon was- bear was like? It was a local department store in Portland, Meyer and Frank. And you know, instead of having the Santa. They had their own kind of Christmas mascot, who was the cinnamon bear. Okay. And apparently, the cinnamon bear has been around since like the '40s in Portland, and he had like started off as like a radio show and all this stuff, and oh. then morphed into this thing. Anyway, so yeah, they would always have the cinnamon bear every year, and he was my favorite. I liked him better than Santa. Oh wow! So yeah, and did he bring presents, or did he have a backstory, or um, what was I, his myth? Yeah, I'm not sure what the backstory was. All I know is when you walked away, instead of getting a candy cane, you got a little cinnamon bear cookie like right. a biscuit and it was a good cookie oh it was a good cookie so that's yeah. what won you over yeah it is I yeah the it. food as usual won me over well you're asking me was i into christmas and well i mean don't even have to you love you you got your christmas jumper on as well i got my christmas jumper. that looks like one now that you like it's a have you got a couple of christmas jumpers no i just have the one okay uh, yeah. Right. yeah i keep it keep it simple yeah mm. but it's like vintage as well it doesn't feel like you've got you know yeah that seems vintage your... h&m from like three years ago only three yeah. years ago yeah, right? i know three years ago it was 10 euro <laughs> i was like well hello classy H&M can't go wrong with their yeah. their good woolly jumper department actually for the old christmas they do stuff. yeah they do don't mind about the children in the foreign countries that made them with their tiny little hands okay but let's just keep talking about christmas yay i was looking at my ripped pajama trousers today they're ripped at the knee they look awful and it's like looking at thinking to myself why don't i just buy another pair but i still wear them all the time and then it said made i saw on the inside made in bangladesh and i was like that's why 
Yeah. That's why I'm going to fucking wear the shit out of these. Exactly. Because some poor little fucker yeah. made them. Yeah. yeah that's about, about your daughter's age, probably. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, put them together. Yeah. Uh, I know. Well, okay, this is... This is Christmas. Let's go back very to Christmas. <laughs> let's go back to Christmas. And here we and have... And here we have in front of us as well. So this is, this is a banana cake. Oh. So a seasonal banana cake made with cardamom. Mm. So you be sure to try that now. I'm going to try that now. Yeah. What tea are we drinking as well? This it's is called great. Milky Oolong. Oh. Oh, Sweet. oolong ain't cheap either. Mm. Jenna, oh, I'm well, spoilt. I know. I am spoilt. <laughs> I do. I do work in a tea shop. How I mean, long? Oolong. <laughs> That's what she said. I'm just yeah. Oh, God, this cake is beautiful. This mm. is, is this gluten-free and all that crap? Um, What do you want me to say? <laughs> the truth? No, I don't. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's got everything in it. Although no. there is no butter in it, truth be told. Oh, that's good because it's got great texture for something that doesn't have butter. I know, yeah, it really does. Good. Yeah. Fantastic. Just, just the banana. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's that's good. That's good. beautiful. Excellent. Yeah, so, there's another recipe we won't get up on your Instagram account or whatever. So that's, I owe you the anchovy thing. Anchoad, isn't it? Anchoad from the summer. And yeah. now we'll get this. At this rate, we'll have them by 2022. Ah, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, and so with this time, I've, I just realized, sorry, because we haven't seen each other in ages. So we're flying through everything and we're all <laughs> so happy to see each other. But I've been on tour for the last month, Jenna, and I've got loads of followers on the Instagram and all this kind oh. of stuff. So they don't know you. They haven't met you before kind of a thing. I'm Jenna. How do you not know me? Where How have you, you been? <laughs> you come out from under your rocks. Yeah, Jesus. guys, come on. This is Jenna from Hi. Portland. I am from um, Portland. And Portland's famous for having a Nike factory. No. Having a what? Nike factory. Oh, no? Nike, Nike factory. factory. Yeah, yes, that's yeah. right. I thought you said a knife factory. I was <laughs> like, that was a side of Portland I never saw. No, we're big for Nike. We're big for what? Craft beers, Craft coffee. Craft beers, yeah. Big hipsters in general? Bands, yeah. hipsters, yeah. Loads of bands now live in Portland. Also, a uh, big heroin scene back in the 90s. That's right. We were huge for was the heroin. That, was, did Nirvana hang out there at some point? Yeah, yeah. He, Kurt, Kurt and Courtney, they lived down in Portland for a while. Oh, wow, right, and, okay. And uh, do you remember Everclear? They were a huge band in yes, the 90s. Yes, I do remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Were, they all hung wow, out in Portland. there you go. So, so and yeah. you, were, you were in Portland around that time, or did you move was, out to Canada? I was, yeah, it's true. I yeah. was not, well, I left in the early 90s, because it was just getting too cool, and I was like, too please. Too cool. Jenna's like, yeah. I've done this. I've set the vibe. Seen, I've set, set the, the tone. Vibe. Time to get out of here. I'm done. Kansas, here I come. Exactly. So I went to Kansas City, <laughs> yeah. and I just like, you know, I made that what it is today. Amazing. What is it today? Not sure. And what else about Jenna? Moved to Ireland, what, 10 years ago? Yeah, years yeah, ago? 10, 12 years ago. Was on the holidays this summer, and we've been we've been through a journey, Jenna, like <laughs> this this summer on just that bloody intermittent fasting stuff just to get the beach pod ready oh well, that's all over now. Is that's we what I was just going to say. our holes with banana cake. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Yeah. So uh, is that all over? Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, I am like, I'm wearing my fat pants right now. Yes. I'm not anywhere near what my maximum capacity is going to be by the end of the year. But I'm just breaking them in. Like, okay. God, they're terrible. Like Joey and friends with his pregnancy, with his maternity tra- um, pajamas. That's right. Yeah. He used to rob Phoebe's maternity trousers to eat turkey at Christmas. Why did Phoebe have maternity trousers? She had a baby, didn't she? Did a surrogate. Did, did she, she do a surrogacy? Oh, I for- I didn't watch Friends. I as, do remember she was as closely some as some will say. Will I say. just remember. Yeah, yeah I wasn't. Yeah. My girlfriend has all the DVDs. And has watched them all multiple times. Wow. Well, sometimes you just have your show and it's good background. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of shows, Stephen, Uh now we spoke briefly about a week ago and you had mentioned that you saw The Irishman. Yes. And did you go to see it? I did go to see it with, you know, the intention that, Jesus, we'd need something to talk about. (laughs) Because it it can't be Christmas all the time. No, it can't. It can't. 
So I did go see The Irishman, and what did that thing clock in at? 310 or something? So yeah, it's, it's a marathon. Fraw. Fuck, it's long. It is super long. However, I, w- I want to give a shout out to whoever was in Cinema 2 at the IFI that day, because that place was packed, and nobody... Nobody got up. Really? Nobody got up at that any point. That is impressive. There was one lady who apparently brought a family-sized Tato bag with her oh, that was Jesus. just like crinkle, crinkle, crinkle and all the way through. Was she opening individual yeah, bags within it? they were oh, individual bags. Oh, my God. I was like, lady, that is seriously. Re- oh, anyway, Why is aside re- from her, she doesn't get a shout out. But although- they're the type of people as well that they'll wait for the film to fucking start. And they're like, oh, it started now. I'll yeah. start making noise. Crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. Oh. And you're like, oh, motherfucker. Anyway, aside from her, everybody was amazing. We all sat there and we were wrapped. Wow, yeah. you but loved it. I did love it. However, I think there were some pretty kind of major missteps. In, it was in the film. Like it was it was really gripping. I th- I think you're at a, an artistic analytic intelligence ahead of me no. where I need to watch things a couple of times to pick up what you'll sometimes no. have picked up in one viewing. No, I think if I say this one thing you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I can see that." Okay. Why did they cast Anna Paquin as his daughter? She I mean, Anna when pa- she showed up I'm completely blank. Yeah, yeah, Peggy, oh yeah, she was completely the girl. quiet for the whole thing. Yeah, Pretty and much. didn't you think? Now, I'm just going to say, I'm put this out here. And I, I, know didn't, this know, is I didn't know who she was now beforehand. Oh, you did? Okay, no. well, Anna Paquin would be a big deal. Right, like, she okay. was nominated for an Oscar when she was like six years old. Oh, or really? Or nine Shit. years old. Okay, I'm out of yeah, the Yeah, so, no, she's, okay. she's been around for a while. So she walks in. That whole story arc, we're yeah. getting right into it here, Stephen. Yeah. Whole story arc, it was a bit like margot robbie in once upon a time in hollywood that's very true that's a major character Mm. and they have literally no Mm. voice yeah why didn't that part say something some apparently some of the um there was a what's that that mark what's his face the film critic oh we talked about before yeah with a slick back hair on bbc yeah they were discussing that with him and uh, a couple of other people were discussing it and they had the opinion that she was the strongest character in the thing because she was the only one that was able to control him that was by her silence because he was constantly trying to, he was constantly, and it was quite sad at the end. He was, De Niro's character was trying to get her to love him, to talk to him, blah, blah, yeah, and he yeah. couldn't, and that was the one person that he couldn't control that had complete power over him. That was their argument. Yeah, but she had a power, she had power over a lot of those men. Oh, in real life? No, All no, right. I just mean in the film, like Joe yes, Pesci's yes. character wanted Al Pacino's her. Pacino's pirate yeah, character as well. All, That's very true. And it's, it's very just true. like she wasn't saying anything. She yeah. didn't, we didn't really know like what was going on there. Yeah, we, yeah, I thought, yeah, it was, it was a strange one, all right. But I do, get that argument because she was you she was powerful over the whole main God, i didn't actually click that now you're yeah. right you say that and there's no way that little girl they had cast as the daughter when she yeah. was a child there's no way she grew up to be anna paquin <laughs> i'm sorry i'm like <laughs> it didn't match those are two very different <laughs> and and just the simple fact alone that we're supposed to believe robert de niro was in fact irish come on yeah yeah he wasn't yeah no, no. no. anyway and, yeah but what did you think about the de-aging i forgot about it or like pretty early on i think i just invested and kind of just was like that you know that was it but i was because because it does it's not a, it's not a, a, a continuous narrative 
it's constantly hopping in yeah. timelines and that makes it a bit confusing anyway so I'm mm-hmm. like how, how is he supposed to be here you know, a few times and yeah yeah I, I don't know how I think the, the really difficult thing for them was as for move the movement of the bodies exactly is the really yeah. you can't fake that no. Al Pacino is fucking old now and he looks old and his body it just is arced old and all that and yeah so, although I will say that his him playing Jimmy Hoffa He's much more fluid physically yeah. than Robert De Niro is. Yeah, it was De Niro's robotic. like he's got that upper kind of stiffness. Yes, even when it was the early scenes yes. and he was a young man, it's just like that's an old man's body. And was it? Sorry. Yeah, it was an odd one. Was was that put on or like it was? It was an odd or because he because I was wondering, does De Niro is De Niro like that in real life? But he did look like he was like a built guy who had fought. Like he'd broken his back. Like he'd carried coal for a living or yeah, something like that yeah, you know yeah. he just felt like that the whole way through yeah and yeah that doesn't work for the young character at all and i'd i'd say to the whole again with the you know robert de niro being irish and they gave him those blue eyes yeah they were terrible they were like they were so <laughs> fake they were like a filter on tiktok yeah. which i just introduced you to <laughs> yes. but that's exactly what it was like yeah yeah, yeah. it was really hard Odd. sometimes to to like feel you were really seeing him because that blue was like what the yeah the blue was there? odd because even even i mean surely maybe he didn't want to wear them but like uh, you see people all the time wearing different colored contact lenses mm. and you don't think about it because just you know you know yeah but because there's this other um bit of projection on it or whatever it does make it glow in a way that doesn't seem realistic at yeah, all yeah no it didn't at all but then, of course, there's the man, Joe Pesci. Oh, I was going to ask you. I thought that he was, was amazing. the most um, amazing performance I've seen in a long was, time. Like, I was shocked when I saw him because I, I haven't seen Joe Pesci in anything. Yeah. Like, you know, I think about Goodfellas or something. I think he hasn't acted in about 20 years. It's been he, a while. He, said, he said he hasn't. Because I saw him at one interview at a yeah. film festival launch and he did not want to be there. Wow. And he's like, I, I don't know. What do you want me to say? Ask him. He made the movie. Oh, geez. <laughs> he was just like, I, I, I'm not really an actor. I just do what he says, you know? Yeah. Yeah, uh, like well, that. he was incredible. Unbelievable. But Unbelievable. physically, I was thinking, damn, Joe Pesci looks like a prune that's been sucking on yeah, a lemon. Yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> in the, some, some of the close-ups on, on his, oh! like, oh, on his gullet there. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, the wrinkles. Yeah, he was, ama- he was he amazing. He was absolutely though. stunning to yeah. watch from so many, like... It was, he always had that bite, but he he kept it so far underneath that you yeah. could, it was just a feeling. Yeah, yeah. That's how good his acting was, you know? Absolutely. Was, you weren't scared of him in, in the Joe Pesci way from the old movies where he's like, a fucking psycho, I'm going to, ch-, you know, yeah, kick yeah, the yeah. shit out of somebody. <laughs> he was just so cool and calm and nearly loving in some ways. That that made it be such a psycho yeah. like character. I know, that's exactly it. Yeah, and again, it's scenes with the little girl and trying yes. to say like... They were creepy. Oh, they oh, were so they creepy. Were so creepy. Yeah, super creepy. Anyway. Did you, um, did you yeah. manage to find follow all? Because I struggle, especially with that long concentration, to keep up with the storyline sometimes. And Yeah, like you were kind of in the midst of a scene before it dropped, like, oh, we're here now. Yes. I mean, it wasn't like you clicked in, you're like, okay, yeah. now we're over here, yeah, this and yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, there was bit of that but no I, I i just i loved it i wish i knew more about like you know jimmy hoffa i don't know really much about right. that whole scene in america yeah. but it just 
really I brought away what I brought away from it was just how much mafia money is in everything. Mm. You know, that mm. whole thing about they couldn't build casinos yes. because they couldn't get federal loans. Yeah. So they had to take it all from the mafia. It's crazy. And it's like that's what built Vegas. Yeah. That's nuts. There's, there's so many because there's so many mob films in American culture that you realize through all these movies that how ingrained it is in governmental society. Uh, oh, absolutely. Of it's like crazy. Like even, um, uh, what's his name? Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Anything you watch on Whitey Bulger, how he controlled the FBI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's scary. Like, it, it is. It's but, fucking scary. Oh, that corruption's all there. I mean, yeah. we may not call it the mob anymore, but yes. it's still like it's still there outside the- interests controlling the government yeah. and not for the good of the people. And Kennedy's... Uh, oh my Jesus god Christ. that was really alarming yes. i mean all that stuff about his, their dad joe kennedy and yeah. getting the votes for the son and yeah you just didn't even know which way to look on that whole issue yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah. The, the kennedy's have been like suspect on so many different levels and yeah. so many different angles that it's just like jesus they weren't so squeaky clean at all. Oh, God, no. It's uh, And the whole thing, too, just about... After seeing that film and thinking about the assassination of JFK, God, you just wonder, what was the setup there? Yeah, how I come mean, they could not find out? There's, there's, They can't find out the actual reasons and behind everything. It's just like, yeah, yeah it's, this is all hooked up. This is all connected. Yeah. They're not letting the truth out. Yeah, no. no way. I'm, I'm not usually inclined to think that way, but I have to say this film really gave me pause for thought on some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, no, overall, I was just thinking, it, you know, I was completely in it for those three hours. Wow. Like, it's really... That's impressive. I think it was really a, an amazing film in a lot of ways, yeah. Did you feel it was like... I felt it was like a Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy kind of thing again in the, the way that there was, you know what was driving the whole thing was like not necessarily action as what happens in film a lot they all say it's not what you say it's what you do but it was kind of like it was the dialogue and everything that was going on that was so good that yeah. drove this whole movie forward the relationships between people and watching how they worked that kept you going for three hours it was absolutely because it's fuck all action really isn't there yeah no true i mean there's just there's a couple montages yeah. where you know robert de niro's taking care of business but bit yeah. of narration here and there as well yeah but yeah. mostly it's just about those relationships yeah. and you know the kind of behind the scenes maneuverings but yeah. uh yeah no i thought it was i thought it was really good did um did it make you want to watch the book or read the book? I uh, paint houses. <laughs> yeah, I paint houses. My, I hear my friend tells houses. me you paint houses. I hear you paint houses. Yeah, yeah. I do some carpentry too. <laughs> Although uh, he said that, and I was like, "What was does like, that what, mean? Yeah, what's carpentry? Wait a minute. Does that mean little something on the side? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? I don't know. Anyway, um, doesn't make me want to read the book. No, I don't think so. I read a book about Jimmy Hoffa when I was in my twenties. Wow, you're and, uh, so impressive, no, I'm not. Jenna. I'm not impressive. <laughs> it's just, you know, because that was like a thing you would hear. Jimmy Hoffa's yeah. body, where's Jimmy Hoffa? And I don't, it was just, I was just curious. Like, who the fuck is this guy? So I read the book and I don't, I don't think I remember anything about that book. So th- it's like a, an era that just doesn't stick for me for whatever reason. You know, there are those things we're drawn to and that we can naturally get into. But mm. man, uh, the trade uh, unionists and all yeah. of that. Uh, it's not tra- particularly interesting at all, is it? It's kind of unsexy. Yeah, it's I mean, very unsexy, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's so, uh, as we were saying, like maybe that's part of it, its secret strength is that it's so 
all this politics and this union stuff is so fucking boring that people pay less attention to it that and they, they get, get away, a, they can they get, get away with more yeah they yeah all that stuff too with Jimmy Hoffa when Al Pacino was you know giving the speeches and getting everybody riled up and you looked out at that audience mm. of all those truckers and all I could think was Jesus it's like a men's rights rally yes. or something yeah, there was something yeah. really disturbing about yeah, it in yeah. that it was so about like the testosterone and yeah. the machismo and you know playing your role yeah and uh and, just, and, and and yeah playing your role not because you have any moral judgment on the individual do you know what i mean not because they, they, they kind of go yeah i believe in this because x y like we have our brains of our own now where we will decipher hopefully. media and yeah, well yeah. hopefully yeah definitely yeah. but i think in those days it was so much more you've only got two options for example or whatever yeah no, no. so far far uh, so few and far between that you know i'm going to be a man i'm going to work in this job i'm going to work for the the butchers or whatever it is yeah and uh, he's the guy that represents us so he we're on his team and that's it yeah that was it because the information not, was limited yeah there's there yeah. is nothing else in the world yeah literally that's exactly it. so that's how they got hooked into this whole cycle it's yeah nuts. and then all i could think was how many of those guys are just gonna go home and beat the hell out of their wives <laughs> i mean you know it was just but yeah. that's how it felt yeah, 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 so yeah. well that's anyway. yeah that's the, that's and that that's the bullshit roles that it was in society in those days as well isn't it that's just like mm. men did this women did that and it's all changed now christmas Chris. <laughs> god why do i feel like we always start off on a high we and then we end up with like this, yeah. is where, look, look, this is the bipolar podcast okay the this bipolar is what we're, podcast we, well speak keeping it on a cheery note chris we were both talking about the 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 struggles of the winter and and oh, part yeah. and part of what you've done today has I swear to God, Jenna, you've no idea. I was walking in here going, "Fuck me, I don't know what I'm just not doing good." Come in and Jenna's all smiles at her Christmas jumper. She goes, "Well, do I have something for you? Get upstairs and it's fucking Christmas in your apartment." <laughs> but as you were saying, you agreed. Like you do, it is important to do these little things because it's tough, man. Yeah. Winter in this country. I know it's really and yeah. I was saying to you there. I don't usually get it until kind of post Christmas. I know like the days are starting to lengthen by then, but. I think I, I like Christmas so much that usually the run up to it keeps me going. Mm. But this year, yeah, the sleeping. It's a lot, a lot more sleeping. can't get motivated. Everything seems very dark. It, well, it is literally. If, literally you're not, if you're not living in Ireland, just so you know, like I came over here for about five o'clock. It feels like it's been already dark for an hour. I know. And yeah. so it gets, the days get short in Ireland, ladies and gentlemen. They do. And yeah, uh, yeah if you it's feel rough. it, you definitely feel it in the moods. That's for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, but so Christmas, like that, I think that's why I like Christmas because it's just, it's cheery. It can be relentlessly cheery, but it's bright lights and it's sparkly things. Yes. And it's just something to, it's like, something to hold on to to get through the, get oh, you through the fucking winter. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, do you do, Alan, I know you're a fan of, the mulled wine oh what? yeah eggnog to do the eggnog i i've only made eggnog once i had a right. big christmas party once and made eggnog it did get a little scrambled at the bottom of the punch bowl so <laughs> i know disturbing <laughs> it was both a meal and a drink oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god i like your nog stew so do you <laughs> I, so you you're gonna start like like hooking up with friends for parties and all that kind of stuff um i don't do a drink? lot of that okay yeah i don't really i hate going out because it's just such a crush messy it is very messy yeah. no i like um i when I was doing book club, we had a book club for a couple of years. Everybody would come over here at Christmas. We did that for a couple of years running. And that was great. And there'd always be a lot of 
hilarity. Yes. But uh, yeah, book club is disbanded. So boozy fun though at book club. It was of, boozy fun. Yeah. yeah. That's the kind of drinking I like, I think. Like yeah. I don't want to be going getting yeah, drunk in public places no. and pubs and stuff like that. But if it's friends, you, A, you know you're safe. Yeah. Conversation. And then if the wine happens to keep flowing. Yeah. Then it's good crack. And then someone it starts singing crack. like, oh, fuck it, why not? We'll sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sing a song. We will. Um, yeah. So what about you? Do you guys? We, it's, well, I'm going to be in Portugal oh, for Christmas this for year. Christmas. Yeah. Lovely. When are you going? First time ever. We're going on the 20th okay. of December. And we are going to, um, yeah, I said, I said to someone recently that we're going to Portugal for Christmas. They're like, oh, that'll be interesting. What do they have, what, what do they have for, the, for the meal? And I said as a joke, I don't know, probably cod. But Went to the missus, said, what do you guys have for Christmas dinner? Cod. Yeah. You fucking joking me. Oh, they love so, their fish. They do, but I mean, the, it's not just fish. They're obsessed with cod. Everything is a cod dish. Bacayao this, bacayao that. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my Jesus. Let's try another fish here. Um, so, holy cod. Holy cod. Um, and then she said we're only cutting it no um, but my, I think Ines has been feeling bad because she said to me yesterday she said maybe we could bring over some like Barry's tea and some Christmas pudding and some black pudding and stuff and you can do the fry in the morning anyway I'm like yeah that's a good idea I don't yeah. think your family's going to eat that but um, yeah why wouldn't they it's delicious it's, yeah it's a heart attack on a plate isn't it mm, the Irish that's fry that's what Christmas is do you yeah. have a fry in Christmas morning no okay yeah <laughs> no we uh we don't do that. What do we do? Uh, well, here, well, we're usually down in um, delightful County Meath. Oh, fantastic. With the boyfriend's family. The boyfriend. We, I love that you still say boyfriend. I know. And I still say girlfriend and we're grown ups. I know, but I can't say partner. No, it's too just, official. It's yucky. Yeah. Partner. partner. It's like, it's You partner. don't make love to your partner. Ew, you know what I mean? like, <laughs> don't make love to anything. Gross. Oh, <laughs> Making love. Oh, it's so nasty. <laughs> Making love with my lover partner. <laughs> what do you call it then? Like just, I don't know, that guy. Get, get <laughs> <laughs> just, just getting the job done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. You mean, what do I call the act? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coitus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a child. And the Christmas music is going on in the background as we're saying all this. Yeah, I know. It sounds like we're drunk right now. We're only drinking tea. Like I know it is tea. There are no drinks. I swear to God. Why do you call making love? (laughs) I know this is how we speak when we're sober. Imagine if we were drunk. (laughs) Get out. Anyway, um, moving on. So we'll be down in lovely County Meath. And um, yeah, we spent a couple of nights down there with his family and it's great. Is, is everyone in one big house together? Or? Yeah, oh, yeah. Fantastic. Everybody has their own bathroom. It's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just, everyone's got space. That's a know? nice house. Yeah. So yeah. they're going to be down there and you'll have the turkey. Do you do any cooking? Do you put on any I, I do the Brussels sprouts. Nice. And uh, those are braised in cream. And let me tell oh, you, you've no idea. Braised in cream. You haven't had a Brussels sprout till you've had these Brussels sprouts. I so mean, you thought delicious. they made you fart before, but. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is a whole new level. Get a bit of dairy in there. <laughs> yeah. This will upset your belly. You'll be Andy. shooting through the Christmas table. <laughs> oh, oh, God, God, did you put something in your tea no <laughs> i don't understand god i'm ripping off anything you say <laughs> i I'm guess i guess it was that roofie i dropped in your tea <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Uh, um, anyway uh, so braising so cream yeah right. brussels sprouts and so then you boil I them in water first braise them afterwards no or? you okay. uh caramelize them in butter Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's right. That's how we do. <laughs> and uh, and then you sprinkle just a tiny little bit of nutmeg over them. Mm. And then you put in the cream. 
put the lid on and just let it sit for 30 minutes. Right. Burbling away. Burbling. Oh, I tell you what. That is some eating. Jesus. So, yeah. Brussels sprouts in the cream. Then, uh, uh, do you guys do turkey? Yeah, they turkey. usually do a turkey and a ham. Right, yeah. And then I do cranberry sauce. Oh, like from scratch? Yeah, yeah. Oh. With fresh cranberries. Oh, oh, yeah. Do you have to make that beforehand? Do you, before you go yeah, down I make there, it yeah. before. Yeah. 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 So that's so that delicious. And then what else do we do? I usually bring some, well, the rum balls. Rum balls? Rum balls. Rum balls. Yeah, rumbles. Rumble. <laughs> Remember your rumble. Uh, yeah, so the rum balls, that's uh, Christmas tradition. Little balls of rum. So how does that... What, what? It's just like it's essentially sugar... Um, what is that? <laughs> Golden syrup. Oh, wow. Broken cookie. Oh, my God. You like, know all the filthy stuff. I know. It's so bad. A little cocoa and then rum. And you just make this like pasty stuff and then you put it into make balls out of it and that's it you're good dust it with sugar super boozy oh my god they're delicious they're so delicious i think that's about that best kind of drunk is christmas drunk yeah i would agree with that i think it's you know yeah you're not going anywhere exactly you're not going anywhere and it's just kind of like and you're a little too full yep and you're a little bit drunk and you're just enjoying the movie and you might just I'm going to fall asleep here now for a second. You know, that feeling. And then somebody walks in. They're like, does anybody want a little something? And they've got like a yeah, plate yeah. of food suddenly yeah, yeah. appears again. Does anyone want a turkey sandwich? You're like, are you joking me? We just had to go on them. Yeah, I'll just get that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, put a rum ball on there. Nibbling. Yeah. Yeah. Put yeah, a yeah. rum ball on exactly. there. Nibbling on some celebrations. And, oh, it's oh my God. Filth. And then some somebody, there's always like a supply of Baileys. I never Absolutely. drink Baileys. Endless. And it, yet, it's it just Christmas seems, in a glass, though, isn't it? It just keeps showing up. Oh. Here's a new flavor. What? That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you're just drinking like strawberry Baileys because you're like it was there. So how long know. does this go on for? Do you do like three, four days? Yeah. W- well, no, we do two Christmas night and then Stephen's night, and then we're usually back. You're back. Then, yeah, because huh? I think after that, it's like it's it does much. have a shelf life. There's something about Stephen's night in Ireland. Well, actually, I think I only noticed that since I moved to Dublin. When I was 14, that Stephen's Night seems to be a big piss-up in Dublin. Anyway, yeah. There wasn't in, oh, yeah. It wasn't in, um, I don't think it was in, maybe I was too young to realize it at the time. But yeah, big piss-up. People go Massive. out and yeah. just get fucking hammered. They do. Because it's the first time the pubs open properly after Christmas, I presume. Or? Yeah, and people are just desperate to get away from their family. Exactly. They're like, get me the fuck out of this Nail house. Nail on the head, Jenna. Yeah. 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 And yeah. people go out and wreck themselves. They do. Yeah, I, I don't like the idea of Stephen's Night, actually, no. in that regard. I did it a certain, I did when I was like 16, 17, like, mm. drink and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. now it's like, no, no. We did a lot of things when we were 16 or 17. We, and we've covered them. If you want to go back to uh, the podcast previous that Jenna was on, where we talked about anal sex oh. and garlic. Uh, we weren't, but that implies we were having anal sex <laughs> no, we when we were, were 16 no, 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 no. or 17. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's yeah. true, yeah. I mean, I was at See? least 27. <laughs> Actually, I don't remember how old I was. Which is 20 years ago. <laughs> no. Holy shit. What? Did you, how old did you say? You said, oh, you said you're 47. I know I am 47, but uh, you can't just pull it out of the air like oh, that sorry, without no. any warning. I'm well, like, you said it wasn't a big deal. Oh, no, it's not now a big it sounds deal. Like we are having anal sex, it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you can't just pull How are we facing each other? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, this podcast is mental we know that we haven't fucking done it in so long it's just it's gone what? It's absolute- done what? No. <laughs> okay I can't I can't stop oh TikTok you don't stop 
So, sorry, we had more highfalutin things to talk about, surely, didn't we? The Irishman Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one thing I was going to ask you about yes. The Irishman. So, you saw it in the cinema. I did. I saw it in the cinema. Yes. And, of course, it's going to be out on Netflix, like, what, Very next true. week? Yes. So, I think it's the kind of film, though, you would want to see in the cinema. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, yes, it was beautiful to see in the cinema. And I personally would have wanted But what I really liked about it being three hours long is that I think a lot of people can watch it on Netflix and treat it like a series. Because I oh, think it is, it's a little three-parter. Yeah, I know. You're absolutely a really right. A really good three-parter. And so, for example, uh, my girlfriend really wanted to go see it. Uh, and couldn't go the day that I was going, and then, but I actually came back and said, "You know what? You're really going to enjoy this at home, okay, on the TV, uh, and enjoy it um, with a few evenings with your glass of wine, kind of thing." Yeah, because so because I think she would find it a bit exhausting at a certain point, and I didn't think there was anything massively cinematically about it that you know it was beautifully beautifully mm. shot. Yeah, yeah. But there was something about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, for example, the texture of it that yeah. I was like, "Oh, you gotta watch this on the screen because right. it'll never be the same." True, true. And it was cinematically still beautiful. But I get why it's coming out on Netflix. Yeah, I guess ago. I just like the collective experience. Yes. Because we're just, we're all at home on our sofas yeah. now. So it's nice to be out and be with all these strangers seeing this Definitely. kind of epic thing. Yeah. By, you know. It feels like those films have felt like an event this year. Absolutely. Going to the cinema. Which yeah. is like, when's That's the last time feeling. we've had that? It's a great yeah. feeling. Yeah. I love it. Uh, especially if you, if you love cinema. Um. But the other thing there I was going to say was something like forgetfulness. Yes. yes. Yeah. Just, well, when you're 47, Stephen, things start slipping <laughs> away. I'll tell you what, you start, you think you have a thought and then it's gone. Just gone. It happens, yeah, it happens to me at, at the tender age of 34. Oh, 34. Oh, to be 34 again. Oh, Where Stephen. were you when you were 34? When I was 34, I was in, actually, that's a good question. Where was I? Oh, I was in Richmond, Virginia. Oh. Yeah. I was in Richmond living my life in richmond what were we doing in richmond i did my undergrad in richmond okay yeah in film I, studies wasn't it no, no i did that here oh. i did art history art undergrad. history right yeah. now see that see this is Just why art and film and that's this is why i'm making the big money in the cafe world <laughs> oh wait a minute i'm not no, no but yeah. this is why when i was talking about like when we come and talk about artistic things that jenna has a brain that i'm like oh she's 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 ahead of me here now she's seeing things ahead of me because you've you've, you've done all that shit that's what you did in school that's i failed you- a carpentry apprenticeship jenna <laughs> <laughs> I hear you paint houses. I do a little yeah. um, carpentry too. I'm not very good at it. Not all. very good. I failed. I, did, actually. I didn't get the feedback level six on that. Now, actually, Al, <laughs> uh, go see the Irishman. You'll get go that see joke. the Irishman, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. How do you, so? And with the with regards to the mood in wintertime and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you feel that like? Is, there should be a therapy for that. I was genuinely thinking that today. Well, it's all light therapy. I mean, mm. I, I don't mean like, would you like light or heavy therapy? But I mean, <laughs> it doesn't that help if, if you have Getting that kind ha- of light yes. thing yeah. uh, to bring you out of it. So like take some vitamin D. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Get it. If there, the sun is out, just go sit in it for a little bit. Yeah. yeah Whatever you can do yeah. to get it into your system. Um, because... Yeah, I mean, it really is just a vicious cycle during this time of year of go to sleep, get up, go to the job, mm. and then come home. And, and it's dark when you leave and dark when you get yeah, back. Yeah, and you're just sitting there and it's like eat, fall back asleep, repeat, It rinse. feels like It feels like I, like the, I, I did a, uh, I was in a yoga class for a theater gig years ago. And the, the teacher, well, she was the director of the show, but she was the, she mad into yoga and that this was part of her thing. But she said 
it was winter time was coming into this time of year and she said like we're mad out working and running around and all that stuff when the rest of nature is going to sleep i was like fucking she's right yeah she's so fucking right and I've, i have actually this year embraced that a little bit more and kind of go nah i'm not doing that i'm not i'm not going outside yeah i'm going to sit in front of the fire and i'm going to you know eat and i'm going to sleep a bit more and blah 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 because it just feels more natural. I know. I mean, it's counterintuitive when you have these, you know, shops on like Grafton Street and everything. And they're like, we're open till 11. And, you know, come get your shopping done. But that's that's not what should be happening. They should no. be closing up early, really. No. And we should all be hunkering down for yeah. the winter. But you don't make money like that. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, and I, I think it's absolute madness. We had to drive to a gig recently. We're leaving the city at five on a Saturday evening. And there was traffic jams. It's yeah. like, what the fuck yeah, I know, is I know. wrong with people? Yeah, they're you know, crazed. Really? Really? You're going to be... Anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Preaching to the choir, girl. Preaching to the choir here. Have you heard of Brene... Sorry to... Dr- no. Brene Brown. No. No. Brene, we, is it Brene Brown? Brene. She, Brene. Hold on. Hold on. I have it here. Because this is recommended uh, to me from a fellow podcaster who... Um, it was recommended to him from one of his listeners on... Oh, God, Stephen, open your notes here properly. Here we are now. Oh, sorry. I know, I should be, oh, sorry, I should be filling in right now. It is Brene Brown. Brene, okay, who's that? So she's done some TED Talks, and she's done some uh, some lectures and stuff like that, and she's become quite big, because she's been basically studying vulnerability for the past few years, and she has this brilliant talk on YouTube. Check it out, everybody. On shame, right? Okay. And how this is... I know this is a complete left turn here. No, no, no. I'm totally like, I live with shame. Sure, let's do it. Well, this is it. what I wanted to, 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 to bounce off you, is that when she actually breaks down shame, it's unbelievable how powerful it is in our lives and how it programs us from even when we were a kid yeah. to the way that we make decisions now. And that by... But the, the best way of being vulnerable is confronting your shame uh, in a safe space. Right. Not on the podcast necessarily. But <laughs> <laughs> there is no safety here. <laughs> but but confronting your shame and kind of letting it go and that's that kind of vulnerability is like is super strong. Right. But how powerful shame is in the context of like even with a kid, I've noticed that sometimes like my daughter will get shamed without even re- without even us meaning to shame her mm. but she feels it straight away if you go no no don't do that that's, that's broken now and she might go bright red yeah 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 and we didn't mean to shame her we we're just going no be careful don't blah, yeah blah. don't touch and, it yeah and then the bad thing happens and she realizes it and she'll go red with shame yeah yeah and it's like whoa that's such a cri-. and that used to be the way of discipline when we were kids in our generations it'd be like uh, don't be a naughty person don't be a naughty yeah, boy yeah, yeah. or don't like the parents quickest way of getting their kid to stop them doing something was to shame them yeah um it's and it's fascinating how that stays in your program in your mind until you grow up and you're an adult and you realize you're making decisions in life yeah. based on shame yeah 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 and uh, it's that's crazy, crazy. Yeah, yeah wow freedom to kind of go, hold on, I'm an adult having sex with my girlfriend. Do you know what I mean? Here, whatever. Yeah. But there's still, for some reason, there's kind of like a shame attached to body parts, even. Yeah. Or, or yeah, being yeah. naked, or, you know? Yeah, Isn't no, I get that. It is body shame, like, obviously, for women. I think that's a huge thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember a friend of mine from a long time ago, she had a son who. Um, they were he grew up in the states but his father was french so he would have gone over to france at some point and lived with his dad for a while but he had a girlfriend 
And it was just not a deal for him to stay over at the girlfriend's okay. and like sleep in the same bed and everything, okay. you know, and they're 17, 18 years yes, old or whatever. Yes. And it's like the father would just kind of come in in the morning. You guys, are you getting up having breakfast? And he'd just be there, American, you know, boy, like, oh my God, your dad is right here. You know, and it was <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah. he's just like, yeah, well, of course you're in here having sex. That's yeah, what yeah. people do. Yes. Are you going to eat That's eggs? Fascinating. So come on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like a, such a simple thing. It's such a huge thing. It is such a huge thing. And I just remember hearing that story and thinking, God, that just doesn't seem like it would happen, yeah. you know, in, in the States or something. But there's something kind of French about it, isn't yeah. there? You know, there's like, there is the stereotype that they have this kind of openness around their sexuality and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, it totally makes... Well, as we are five minutes ago laughing our heads off like little kids because we can't say partner a lover make yes, exactly. love you know and then i just get all like he yeah exactly yeah. Uh, but it's, it's all it's, it's all, all part and parcel yeah, yeah, yeah it's all part of the same thing um like even i i was uh chatting with some recently like for example little things like i've i i dropped out of school or even when i got, I got kept back one class in uh, in primary school mm. and uh so this is in fifth class so i don't know what grade that would be in but i was uh i, I would have been 10 i would yeah. have been 11 okay and uh, they used to teach fifth class and sixth class in the same classroom. Okay. And I was due to go on into sixth class, but they decided the teachers and the parents had a chat behind my back of going, <laughs> uh, he's going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then my dad came, came and said, look, we're, you're, you're going to repeat fifth class. And then I remember going in the next year and having to sit down. Where we, they're in the same classroom. Yeah, All my friends yeah. are on that side of the room and the fifth class on that side of the room. And there's only one seat left in the place. And they're like, oh, there's no seat for Stephen over here. And she's like, no, no, Stephen's sitting there. And while I know as an adult, right, yeah. that it was the right thing to do on a, on a, on a few different levels because I finished top of the class the next year. But I was also too, they started me in school too young. Right. So I was going to go, I would have been starting secondary school at 11, which is not, I still started at 12, which is still kind of young, even yeah, though I repeated yeah. the year. But um, the thing about it is, as an adult, you kind of go, yeah, I got to pack whatever I got through, blah, blah, blah. But the theory is with this shame stuff is that if these scars happen somewhere in your body, emotion, you know, yeah, yeah. They're, they're carried somewhere. So you can't get over the, uh, and my parents can't go through the shame that I went through for those for those two years, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Because it was always a thing that's hanging over you. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. this shame attached to it the whole time. And it starts the very second that they go, you have to sit down there. Yeah. And that's not going away until you're out of that school and you don't, and you know nobody... When I go to secondary school, nobody knew about that by that stage. Sure. You know what I mean? But it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's all this stuff that happens and it's just, you're just a kid and you go through these things and as an adult, they they play out in some way mm. that comes back to you yeah. in some fashion. And it's a, a case of not only do you have to go back and identify what it is that started, you know, patterns of behavior or thinking or whatever it is. But then, you know, you have to identify it and then you have to figure out how to untangle it yes. and how to move through it. Yeah. And it's it's not even over then yeah. because you often have to go back and revisit it as the years go on. Mm. I mean, I think, I mean, I've been in therapy plenty of times. Mm. I love me some therapy. You just talk yeah. about yourself nonstop. <laughs> um, but it's like you think you've got something sorted out and then five years go by and you're like, Actually, I think I, you know, because you haven't been engaging with it as, 
you know, actively as you should have been or something. Right. And you let things slide and then suddenly you have to go banging and right. go over it again. So have you, you've gone through a few cycles of it? Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Because I only did it once when, and that was to get me out of a hole with the with drug abuse issues that I had. That All of my shows, son of a preacher, man. Um, <laughs> uh, from 17, 18, 19. But what's coming up to me recently has been that all the stuff that ended in me in that place with the drug abuse and the and the alcohol issues has never been talked about really mm. so the th- the two years or three years of therapy that i that i went through was kind of i wouldn't even say it was therapy it was more like getting me out of that hole yeah and, yeah and onto the road of kind of okay i'm on the road i can look after myself now blah 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 yeah. but there was like it was never talked about with my family it was all the stuff that happened yeah. nothing's ever been talked about and the only reason i'm bringing it up now is because oops excuse me my um my girlfriend has been constantly going, you should be, um, she was on, she, so Des Bishop, who's a comedian I've been working with for the last while, and I was on his podcast and he said, oh, you should watch this video on shame by Brene Brown. Mm. I went and watched it and I said it to my missus. I said, have you watched this? I uh, heard about this Brene Brown shame video. She said to me, I told you to watch that a year ago. Oh, but Des Bishop tells you to watch <laughs> it and you go and watch it right away. Oh my God. That um, is, that's classic relationship stuff right classic there. Classic relationship that's, stuff that's right there. That's another one, yeah. But the realization, because he was saying, and she's been kind of saying it to me as well, like there's, oh, there's so much stuff that has happened to you growing up that has never been discussed. Yeah. Don't mind being dealt with on, on, on oh. any level. And now I'm at that point of kind of going, ah, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to go and talk to, go to therapy about this. Yeah. Because the only reason it's coming up for me now is I can see how I'm programmed and it's an issue for me now because I'm a father. Yep. And because I'm in a relationship with uh, with, uh, with my daughter's mother. Yeah. And we all live together. And I can see that I'm not programmed to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not the way I was geared. The yeah, way I was, yeah. I was I was brought up to, or I survived. I dealt with situations so that I survived. So I don't know how to love, you know, how to actively give out love, which yeah. is an issue. It is an issue. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, it's an issue. You know, but um, yeah. so so in these cycles that, that you've gone through in the past, mm. is, are you going back to the same diff- things, or they're developing? Oh, I mean, I suppose. <sighs> What is it about? You know, I think it is about cycles of addiction. And I think it is about, uh, yeah, a lot of family stuff, a lot of family trauma from when you're a kid and getting it worked out. And yeah, it's about relationships with parents. And um, I mean, I what you're saying about, you know, being a father now and realizing, you know, certain thought patterns and all of that. It's like, I think anyone who is having a kid or has had a kid recently, just go to therapy. Like you just don't even know like what that particular thing is going to bring up in parenthood, you know? And it's like, yeah, go get your stuff worked out. Um, Cause you do not, the fucking last thing that I want to be doing is passing it on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, no, you've got a brand new world out here. You don't need to know (laughs) any of this shit, you know, know. at all. It's generational trauma. You know, trauma is passed down through the generations. And we, I don't think we realize how relevant that is to our present day. Somebody somebody said recently that they think that Irish people haven't accepted the trauma of the famine and how it actually 
affects generations now. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. But we've that. never actually yeah. dealt, dealt with that yeah, and yeah. what that meant. Yeah. And we've never talked it out and kind of like yeah. how that has programmed trauma upon generation upon generation upon generation. Well, yeah, and, and the church in the yeah. 20th century and yeah. their control over the population. I mean, all of those things. And, I, and in America, it's the same. I mean, you can't look at race relations in america and yeah. not acknowledge That's like true, yeah. why why is it so difficult well because slavery yeah. you know for the love of god it's yeah. like that's a trauma yeah. for the african-american community obviously but it's also a trauma for the white community because they were slave owners or yeah. they were subject to oppression for you yeah. know reasons surrounding the whole cycle of slavery so yeah it's uh, you do you have to work that stuff out not only within yourself, but you have to find how are you going to communicate within your community. Yes. And uh, open up paths, dialogue. This is good shit, Jenna. Yeah, I know. I got some stuff to say. Fucking it took hell. me a little while. Christmas, but it brings it out. Christmas you know? brings it out. All we needed was some banana cake with That's cardamom it. and uh, some uh, Let me just throw tea. another peat log onto Put the fire. Put log on the fire. Do you, oh, yeah. Do you think, uh, I think, this is my opinion on it, I think men are really bad at reaching out for help. It doesn't come in, innately to us. And it's, like I've, seen, I've said it so many times, even in comedy, for example, the female comics have no problem reaching out to anybody who's mm. there. You're going to me, I'm struggling with this joke. And I, I, I could go, have you, have you thought trying that? Oh, yeah, that's great. Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah. Done. And I never do that. Yeah. I never, never, never do that. And Is I that think, because you don't doubt yourself? Not at all. Not <laughs> I know, at all. Well, I mean, it, it's but, you, but you, if you're trying to get a new routine working. Once you get to a point, you kind of go, "Yeah, I know how to." Yeah. I'm running now, but like I'll get stuck at the beginning of things technically, and rather than kind of saying it to somebody, you mm-hmm. know, I kind of just be depressed about it for a month and then it works out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds weirdly like my own yeah, way of but, getting things done. But it's just something, again, I've noticed and my, my girlfriend would have a relationship with her mother, you know, where they speak all the time mm. or, um, you know, if she is struggling with, I was going to say, but sometimes she's actually a bit like me in that. Some she's not, but I have noticed in women in general, yeah. much better at reaching out. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it is, isn't it? It's about typically, I think women are, we just work that way. We work communally, mm. you know, whereas men, it's all about gender roles and mm. expectations. And I just think men are programmed, you know, be stoic, yes. be alone, yeah. be self-sufficient, yes. you know, all yes. of those things. And it's like, God, that's so fucking unhealthy. It's I so mean, unhealthy. Why is there such a huge, you know, mental health crisis in Ireland? Mm. Why is there, you know, for such a relatively small population, you know, suicide and all of this? It's just yeah. because people aren't reaching out because there isn't a network. There's a, I, I, did a, I did a fundraising, I did a run for Movember charity there. Oh, yeah. A lot of us comedians yeah, did yeah. it. And uh, so it's uh, raising awareness for men's uh, health because it's mental health and then prostate and testicular health and all that kind of stuff. But it's sick globally. 60 men every hour are gone because of suicide. Jesus. 60 men globally an hour. It's like, it's huge. Yeah. Um, and it's, an uh, yeah. Wow. And it is, it's definitely part of the programming of like being like stoic and not kind of, um, yeah, this whole thing of. For whatever reason, I like like I, like I I remember even today I was like I need to, I need, I should call somebody I need to have a conversation with somebody yeah I was like you know by the time I thought out all the reasons as to why I shouldn't I was like yeah fuck that I'll just watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll just isolate. Well, that's kind of, that, 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 that's 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 essentially what happened. It's just easier, isn't yeah. it, That way. Well, it is. Well, it, apparently, yeah. But but then you know, I'll see other, especially like friends that have uh, female friends I had in my life. They just you know they'll say it straight away or whatever you know. Mm. It's yeah. just like God. It's refreshing. <laughs> ah, that's what I'm talking about. Anyway. Yeah, um, it is important though to reach out, and I I think. Uh, and in the moment where it's a struggle to do so, it just alarm bells should go off. That's when you need to do it. If it's if okay. it's hard, you need to do it. You so know? you've so have you had that feeling? You kind of oh, go. Yeah, so absolutely. do you call the therapist, or do you call? Have you oh, friends that you talk to? You, you no, got your community? no, of course not. I sit on the couch and watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But I mean, I'm the same way. I yes. mean, I I do think like for myself, I have a very hard time connecting with people. And that, I think, has a lot to do with the fact I was raised by my dad. Right. That I had a single dad. Okay. And that I have no siblings. Okay. And so it was kind of just the two of us. So partly maybe the male programming happened I there. Think, I think I took on a lot of that stuff that's kind of stereotypical, like, you know, just take care of things yourself. Right. Don't get, don't get it. You don't need other people to get yes. the thing done. Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah, it's a terrible way to be because yeah. it is. It's very lonely and it's very isolating and uh-huh. it's also a time waster. It's yeah, just, that's you true. know what? Just get out there. Go ask for help and get on with things. Yeah. Uh, why is it such a big deal? Yeah. Why God it? damn it. God damn everything. God damn our parents. I so, mean, yeah. love you. Love so all the, all the the different cycles of therapy that you've gone through. How do mm. you how do you find it? How do you go? Where's the beginning point? Oh yeah, where's the beginning point? Oh, well, it all starts with your mother. Um, no. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, nervous laughter. Um, <laughs> No, so I've done a lot of, like, over the years, I've had different therapists to work out different things, um, but I'll tell you, I was seeing a therapist here in Dublin last year or earlier this year, and um, she was very interesting because she uh, does, what is it, hypnotherapy? Okay. But it's like, it's it's what you're supposed to be doing in terms of resetting um, the way you think about things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was just talk. You know, I met her. We talked a lot about issues I was having and this, that, and the other thing. And she did some of that on me of like, I don't want to say you're in a trance state, but because you're not, you're just, you're very focused Mm. on, you know, a particular situation in your head that maybe you can't get the dial off. You're just trying to change the, the station, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, I found it incredibly effective, right. I have to say. And it a lot of it has to do with, you know, this sounds so kind of ridiculous in some ways, but it's absolutely true. It is about working on your inner child and all right. those things, you know, not being told you were loved or not not feeling like you were loved when you were a kid, not being taken care of in a certain way because your parents are human and they have yeah. flaws and they're dealing with their own junk and they don't know that what they're doing is affecting their kid and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You really have to go back and you have to find it and you have to say to that child within yourself, you're worth loving, you know, yeah, you're yeah, worth yeah. caring for yeah. uh, and you should care for yourself. So I haven't seen her, that particular therapist for a while, mostly because Therapy's fucking expensive. Well, that's the other thing yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, it's like it's not, it's not, it's not easy financially on no, you as well. And it isn't. You got to want it. That adds a stress to the fucking the whole scenario yep. as well. That you kind of go, well, I can't afford it, so just get on with shit. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's another aspect to it as yeah. well. But with this hypnotherapy was it different to just so you know because uh, I've friends that were doing trauma therapy recently. Okay, and that it seems to be a far. Um, 
uh, far less talking and more being aware of what you're feeling exactly in that moment right and identifying with that and doing different exercises around that so the therapist can do various things to you know some symb- symb- it's like a holistic symbolically like using scarves to kind of you know wave them around and 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 generate feeling that way or sometimes you might need a head massage or something you know it's not yeah, just about yeah, the yeah. talking yeah it's being so aware that you're because your body is giving you signals all the time yeah that it's finding those finding those signals finding those traumas within yourself yeah, to yeah. kind of be able to address them in the moment like there's one thing recently where my friend was like just um uh they were doing this exercise, but sp- spinning around the room. And then when she stopped spinning, she was like, oh, she opened her eyes and she was like, oh, my God, I thought it was on the other side of the room. I, I, I completely off balance here. blah mm. blah." And the therapist was like, well, that we do, we need to work on that then because there's an awareness issue going on there. Because if, you, if your bodily apparently, you know, yeah, wasn't yeah. being aware of where it was in the moment when we were moving, then your awareness needs to be worked on, okay. for example. So just little interesting things like yeah. that, which I thought are interesting because sometimes I find that if I talk and talk and talk, I just talk myself into circles. And sometimes I'm better off working at the feeling side of things. Yeah, I mean, I will say I've been in therapy where they just kind of let you ramble on. And I suppose the idea is that you come to your own conclusions. Okay, okay. They don't want to suggest something that will take you down a path that maybe isn't authentic. Okay. So, and I do think there's validity within that. However... I think if you've done therapy a few times and you're kind of familiar yes. with with the environment, there is a point where you're like, I need this to be more directed. I need to be taken somewhere where I know there's going to be a positive outcome. or And, and an end point or an end point. Yeah, I know. I'm very... I'm torn about this idea of an end point okay. because I don't, uh, I'm beginning to think more and more there is no end point. Well, an end point to the therapy? Yeah, I mean, or, maybe. Yeah. Or in, and then you kind of get on with things and maybe other issues crop up yeah, yeah. and you deal with those issues. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard. It's, it's like, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, chiropractic, uh, you know. Adjustments. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes... You, it just seems to go on forever and ever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's true. Can you make the adjustments yeah, yeah. where the can adjustments do, end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think it just makes sense that you would want to come to an end point, um, to a conclusion. Uh, and maybe the conclusion is, I now realize and am comfortable with there is no conclusion. Right. You know, yeah, that yeah. this is an yeah. ongoing thing for yeah, me yeah. and this is how I stay ahead of it, yeah. but it's always with me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Was there different types of therapy or was it more that there were different types because of the different therapists that you were Yeah, I mean, more or less different therapists. Okay, that Yeah, just different. different styles and what they brought to okay, it. Okay, okay. I'd have to say like, how many people, I'm four or five I've had over the years, just different, you know, and it's never been more than like, say, five months at a crack, you right, know, yeah, if yeah. that. But it's just, it really is about personalities and who yeah, you can work with yeah. uh, and how you do you trust them yeah you know because you meet people all the time and it's like some people you you say three words to them and you just get a vibe like i can trust this person this is a grounded person and other people it's like yeah i don't know i don't know what's going on there i don't know if i want to share all this personal stuff yeah Uh, i don't know if what they can offer me is going to be useful right so but um, anyway uh yeah you just gotta gotta do it do the hard work Christmas! Yes! Oh, one last word about Christmas. Yes. Speaking of, 
last Christmas. You gave me your heart. No. The new Emma Thompson movie with What's Her Face. You're going to go oh, see it? Oh, I did see a trailer for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that the one, the girl from Game of Thrones? It is. is. Yes, yeah. yeah. I'm totally going to go you see that. For, okay, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That seems yeah, to be yeah. the Christmas number to go see this year. Yeah, I'll be seeing yeah. that. I got to say, I'm a huge, I mean, I sound like a sap saying, well, there's, there's two great Christmas movies that I like that. Hugh Grant is in both of them. Can you guess them? Love, actually. Yes, and... What's the other one? About a boy, which isn't really a Christmassy oh. one, but it ends on Christmas. It does end on Christmas, yeah. Um, and therefore, given it, and because his dad was was uh, his, he was rich, and because he, he was living off the royalties of his dad's yeah. song, which is Santa Super Slay, which was a Christmas yep. song that went on throughout the whole thing. So they're my, they're two biggies for me, yeah. Mm. Uh, and yeah, love actually. I just, God, you are a sap. <laughs> Speaking of gender roles, you big girl. You big sissy. <laughs> you big fucker. You do need to go to therapy. God, you work that out. Sissy. You big mo. Um, so yeah, those two. And then, so then Last Christmas seems to be the one to go yeah, see as well. I'm totally going to see that. Favorite Christmas movie? Virginia? Well, I'm glad you asked because it's right here. La, la, la. She's uh, going to the deep. This, this classic, A Christmas Story from... Uh, I have I, not seen this. Oh, you, my friend, are missing out. A Christmas Story, a previ- uh, three euro. Wow. I know, it was previously viewed, that DVD. DVD. Uh, I pull that out every Christmas. Charming, consistently funny, full of delightful, recognizable episodes. Often Recognizable episodes. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's about a, a traditional American Christmas in the 1940s. Oh, wow. It's fantastic about a kid. All he wants for Christmas is a BB pellet gun. Right. And no one will get it for him because he'll, quote, shoot his eye out. Unquote. A genuine Red Rider 200-shot carbine action air rifle. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. God. Okay, this That is a amazing. classic. Are you giving this to me? No. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. In fact. He's such a cutie. Please stop he's, he's, touching it. He's the American dream, isn't he? <laughs> he is the American that dream. Kid, yeah. His golden hair, blue eyes. There it is. Jenna, it's been so great to have you back. Aww. It's been emotional. It has been emotional. This has been rock. This has been wild. We got deep. This has been crazy. Then we got deep. Mm. Any, uh, have we got any advice to anybody looking for therapy? I mean, it looks like I'm going to be going to therapy, guys. So I don't know if Jenna says, <laughs> Jenna says you got to go, you got to go do the work. You got to do the work, folks. Jenna make says, it a great new year. Make it a great new year. Go, go work with your inner child. Yeah. And, hug it. Uh, hug it. Jenna's going to be back very soon. Jenna's going to be on before Christmas again, so don't you worry about Woo. that, guys. Thanks so much, All Jenna. Right. Thank you. Feliz, uh, I was going to say Happy Christmas. Feliz Navidad. That's what I was going to say. I know it was. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. It's over. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.